bro. This is Results Paintless Dent Repair. And then we also got a special guest from Results Roofing over here. Oh, very nice. Hell yeah. So what's going on right now? What do y'all have going on right now? So it's y'all are at the house. Y'all are. So we're going to finish up. This is our last inspection of the day. Chase is already up on the roof, but we're going to go through an inspection, you know, ask all the questions you got as we're going through and we'll just hit them as we go. Absolutely, man. So, so how did you, so what, why roofing? Why this? What, what's the, um, you know, why, why did you decide to do this? You know, what's the, what do you like about it? Oh, here, let me turn this around real quick. Yeah. So, man, we got into, got into PDR whenever me and my wife moved over into the Dallas area. Um, had a couple of buddies that knew some people and just got into the industry. And I mean, I really realized that you can make a lot of money just by talking to people, just being the friendly guy that goes to the neighborhood. You're wanting to help people out, working with their insurance companies, you know, doing all the stuff that typically people try to shy away from because you think of insurance, you're like, oh man, I don't want to deal with that. What's, I mean, it's really not the case if you know what actually is going on. So that's kind of one of the things where for me, I get to talk to a lot of random people daily, and then they end up becoming friends that I talk to month over month, day after day, week after week. So it's it's actually a really cool industry that you kind of set it aside a little bit. You get to go meet new people. So I like to talk a lot. I like to meet new people. So, if, I mean, if you could make money in that, I'd much rather be out. I mean, this is, this is my office, man. I love it. So... And then obviously we spend a lot of time in those things. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. So y'all, so where y'all at right now? Y'all are in, uh, in Texas Midland, or Texas. Midland, Texas. Okay. Yep. So we office out of the Dallas area, okay. but we are currently in Midland, Texas. Uh, myself, I used to live out this way, did some oil field work out here. And then Chase, who's up here, who you'll meet him in a second. He, Used to live up here. He grew up out here. I think we, I think he went to Midland High. So, really, okay. Yeah, they had a storm not too recent that we started getting a bunch of phone calls come help out family and friends. So we just headed out this way. Okay, so okay, so cool. Y'all, y'all, y'all are working together there right now. Then y'all are inspecting, hey. literally inspecting a roof. Literally in the middle of. How's everybody doing? Hey, what's going hey. on, Chase? What's going on? What's going on, guys? <laughs> Good to have you here, man. I, I was just yeah. talking to Zach about, uh, you know, what y'all do and PDR and what it is and everything. And, you know, how y'all have an office is a beautiful place like a roof. Hey, when you do the right thing, people end up calling your phone. That's okay. the best answer for that. Okay. I love that, man. I love that. And so he said you grew up in Midland, Texas? Yeah. So I grew up in Midland, Texas, went to Midland High down the street. Uh Got out of here in college, went to tech, ended up in California for some things, and then Oregon, and then ended up back in Dallas. So nice, nice. Maybe you should yeah. call him Chef Chase. Chef Chase. I know. I was going to ask you that because I was sending the emails out. I was like, Chef. Like, were you, were you chef? a chef? Yeah, here, you can see it. My whole arm's covered in vegetables. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. So you're still repping. <laughs> hey, well, I was a corporate chef before I started roofing. Oh, Single dad, awesome. full custody, ended up through covid ended up trying roofing and it was the scariest and best decision i've ever made in my life through covid like literally through started COVID. this during covid yeah so yeah during covid the restaurant scene was so crazy and i was working about 80 hours a week and i was trying to take care of two kids by myself at the time and uh 
I kind of just threw it all in the hat in the hat. I didn't have a B plan here. It was just, I got plan a, if it doesn't work, uh, there's nothing else there. Like, I feel like if you have a plan B, you're already setting yourself up for failure because you got a plan for failure. So here we don't do that. We're going to win no matter what. And you know, I put time, effort, energy into this and it's the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. It sounds like it, man. It sounds like yeah. you're doing great. And y'all, do you get a, like a lot of friends and family down there that you get to visit? A lot of the oil companies, maybe? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's lots of friends and family. What's crazy is a lot of the houses we've gone to, we're a social media driven company. Okay. So we do, we went to a lot of friends and family's houses, but through our post, through social media, Instagram, uh, TikTok, everything we're doing in the roofing business that I think is sets us apart from everyone else. Uh, there's not any social media driven Ruby company. There's some that are trying to come behind us and essentially take what we're doing and trying to mimic some of the things uh, because they see this success that's going on, but it's hard to take what's going on with something and try to do the same thing. You need something fresh and new. Uh, we, we have, we have that going on right now. I see sure. that. I, I literally follow y'all on Facebook and I think it's Instagram too. And I gotta be honest. I gotta get you on Twitter, man. You gotta I, start following us on Twitter. I do, I do, I do. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I just do Facebook and Instagram. We're talking 20 plus house inspections, 20 plus contracts on houses. Just do Facebook uh and Instagram. And these are people we don't even know. They're just, you know, we post we posted something. I originally posted something here. I got about 15, 20 shares on that post. Uh it just kind of mm. took off. And those were people that I didn't even know, but a lot of them were in Midland. And, you know, once that stuff gets, gets shared and liked through a good number of people, there is a sense of comfort in people you don't even know. But you feel like, you know, right. Marketing. I mean, it's real simple. Yeah. Like if a kid can build Legos five years old and smash them and make $3 million a year, and you're not using social media to build your business, you're probably thinking about it the wrong That's way. True. Oh, I maybe that. I should start building Legos. Is what he's saying. Right, right, right. Maybe <laughs> I want to too. Maybe Three million dollars. Come on, show. man. It might be a little weird because I'm kind of a girl fan. So you might have some issues there. But yeah, so man, this this is the view. So everybody asks, like, hey, what do y'all what do y'all typically look at, man? This is this is where we're at. Okay. Nice house, pool in the back, families inside dinner doing whatever we at least told them that we were doing a uh, video up top oh, so they didn't yeah. come out what are you recording on my roof but yeah this is let's get him on the video office. come on man <laughs> yeah this this is our office man oh i love it i love it so far away i know you got some questions no 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 yeah i was gonna ask uh so more of on like the sales thing i know you want to get into like the uh, the inspection stuff but because I, uh, one of the things that I love about y'all, I'm not going to lie, is uh, how much energy y'all bring, like even to social media, like, or not, not even to social media, now that you're saying that, to social media. Yep. Like it keeps me pumped and it keeps a bunch of people pumped. And I wanted to ask about y'all's culture, man. I wanted to ask about y'all's, uh, like, how do y'all, you know, keep so tight knit, keep it going, keep it, because it's hard. Business is hard. And, you know, y'all actually got it going on, it seems like. Yeah, so man, I, I I gotta shout out the the main guy behind everything of this, uh, Dustin Gakowski. Mm-hmm. He's from the beginning, like he's always pushed, like, hey, you got to get out there, get out of your comfort zone. But it's it's always been like family oriented, right? So like everybody on the team, they're part of the team. There's nobody that gets left behind. 
show up with your boots on, go to work, you know, the typical stuff. But he pushes that from a standpoint where, like, it's team-driven. And then also, like, his main – one of his big points is, like, to – a lot of people don't like social media, right? Right. Most people don't like – they post something and they're like, oh, well, nobody liked it, so maybe right. maybe let me take it down and maybe try it again. And I've done that. Maybe, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he pushes at it, and he's been doing it for years, and I think that's kind of what developed what we do have. And, I mean, for me, like, obviously, I still have tons and tons of work to do, even from sales to social media and stuff. But it's driven from him from the top. So this is a guy, owner of five, six, I think we're going on seven companies that he's no dealing way. with in a three-year period. Yeah, and, and he posts daily, like multiple times a day for all different companies. So it's it's one of those things, if he can do it and still do everything else on the ground level, why can't you just make a post, you know, send a video, let people know why it's a good culture to come here, man. This is, right. I've known him for I don't know how many months I've known him now, but we're riding to Midland every week. We spend five, six days together. And then yeah. we go back to Dallas, see our families for a couple of days. And then we come right back out here to help all the homeowners out here. So, yeah. but even back in Dallas, it's the same thing. We're out as a team daily on it. So the roofing PDR, we got the chance to mix those two companies together and it's been awesome. So every house you go to that's affected as badly as that is most of the time that they do have the vehicles that, they don't know where to go with, or maybe they had vehicles damaged and don't know who to go with with the house. And so we kind of get to wrap that up in one package and we get to deliver that. Right. And so far, so great. Everything's been going the right way for it. Yeah. I remember you, I remember we, like I met, when I met you, it was a couple of years back, right? It was that you're actually at your house and you talked to me about going into a, a job. It was this one, yep. you know, the, this project the only you're talking to. And he's like, I had this guy and stuff like that. And then, uh, you're, it was just being built and now you're just have a full-blown team and it's growing man and because yep. he seems like sounds like you have a really good deal D- dustin sounds like a really good leader yeah yeah no he's awesome yeah you know he some some big key points from dustin i think is what where you go from not having a roofing company to the fastest growing in the nation like those are real facts right the fastest, yeah, fastest growing in the nation you know uh we're, we're probably hit the 30 million mark in residential roofing this year like we have no problem throwing numbers out there, but the real answer is the way he teaches and drives people is if you're comfortable, you're never going to grow. You got to get uncomfortable. You got to do the things you don't want to do to get to where you really want to go. And like, I keep bringing that plan a plan B thing. We don't have a plan B here. Right. It right. is this or all nothing. gas, all it, gas, no brakes, all gas, no brakes here. You know, really? it's, it's yeah it's time it's you know when when you do the things that make you uncomfortable and especially in the sales game mm-hmm. uh that's where you're going to succeed right the guys who are comfortable just doing what they're doing on a normal day basis that's not us we have a herd of killers here mm-hmm. you know a lot of these guys came in from other jobs and they saw what they could do and you know, most of the people that we work with don't have college degrees and that there's that Caveat. belief. That yeah, oh, there's sorry. that belief if you don't have a college degree, you're never going to make any money. That's true. Yeah. But the real well, answer yeah. is a majority of all millionaires in the world are, you know, you know what profession that is? It's the realtors. Yeah. And realtors are 1099 and they eat what they kill. That's true. And in this yeah. roofing industry, we eat what we kill. 
That's true. So the guys who will go out there and put in the work and the time, like Zach, the guy you're talking about, that guy's putting 14, 16 hour days, not only into his own business as paintless dent repair, like he's running his own business, pumping hundreds of cars through there a month. He's out here in Midland selling roofs. He doesn't need to do that. See, there's two ways to look at it, right? Uh, Some people get to a point and they're comfortable. Right. He's never going to be comfortable. And that's what makes people go far beyond a lot of people's. But is uh, it the, would it be the sales culture that causes that? Uh, or what do you think is causing that? Is it, Cause all of y'all seem like y'all are on it, dude. Like, well, no, this is what we drive. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a leader. He's a, he owns his own business. He's a leader. There's a bunch of them, but all of us stem from this. We, we treat this like it's a sport. It's competition, that, man. man. It is competition. Internal, external, like we don't external stuff. We don't really worry about. Like I'm not worried about what another PDR company is doing. I'm not worried about what other roofing companies are doing. But if we're both out here, regardless of what the day is, I want to beat Chase. Like I want to knock more doors. I want to get more inspections. And so, like it's a it's a friendly competition in between the teams. Okay. And so, but that's driven from the top, man. We always have stuff going on for our sales reps to be feel like they're in the mix of everything going on right so we have team knocks we have weekly meetings i guarantee you between leadership meetings ownership meetings sales meetings training me like there's something going on five days out of the week for the team to be engaged on stuff so it, it starts from the top flows all the way to the bottom and then from the bottom up they do the same thing back to us so it's always like it's a daily challenge. It's a, it's a big competition. Like we yeah. literally treat it like sports. We're here to win a championship, not second place. Right. That goes in roofing and that goes in the painless dent repair company. I mean, y'all are winning right now for sure. Like, oh, I'm an average PDR company. You know what I mean? He wants to be the best there is. That's true. So do we in the roofing game. And it's yeah. one of those where we as leaders and people in the company help success. So when we get new people who don't know what's going on, we're going to help them get there. We don't just throw them to the wolves and hope. And I feel like that's what's caused this to grow the way it has mm. is we're not greedy people at all. And we have no problem throwing things and help towards people who don't know what's going on. We don't want <coughs> one, one Lambo. We all want one. I mean, Lambo's cool. It's cool yeah. if you're all, all your friends have one. You can That's true, and I just together, do, right? yeah, do it all together. Like, we're all going to eat at the table. You know, Dustin could have kept ownership of that company and gave it to one or two people. There's 14 owners of this company currently. I didn't know it was this big, man. It's big yeah, company. so it's, in, in well, between all the companies, you got, I think, four, four, 14 or 15 owners in between everything. 14 owners. There's four profit shares currently with leads that take a piece of people's profits. But most companies in the PDR game and in roofing, one guy usually owns about 85%, 90%. His best friend owns about 10. One yeah. guy sits here and eats the cake Why everyone else just kind of. That's, uh, I was, I'm asking this because I, I did door knocking and one of the companies that I used to work for does not exist anymore because of that reason, because they did not do that. Look, you, you as a leader are only going to succeed from the people below you. Businesses work that way. It's not the guy at the top. He can motivate all he wants, but it's all the, the people below that that are creating sales or stuff of that nature, right? Right. The, well, he, he's an old guy too. I mean, he's got he's got all kind of stuff going on. He writes books. He's kind of modest about it, but he writes books. Are you talking about me or him, Chase? 
No, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, Chase, you write books too? Yeah. <laughs> you know some of this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's I'm asking. Great. No, I'm asking because it's like a. It, it, honestly, it's it's refreshing for me because uh, I mean, I'm still kind of in the sales insurance and stuff like that. And but I, I've I I've had a I've missed the camaraderie that I see y'all have, yeah. and like, it's nice. Your people it's nice. and they go hunt for you. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. make sure they have a stake in something. They'll take more pride in what they're doing, and your guaranteed success longevity in sales you know sales is usually revolving door 20 mm percent -hmm. sell 80 percent 80 percent sell 20 percent 80 percent rotate while the other 20 percent sit there and just keep going okay. our goal is to change that number okay that's a number that that you can take through any sales organization right, right. that's a big yeah 80 that's a big like hey this can't be changed i i mean i i believe it can right through culture though not through initiatives and money, this and that. I think culture is everything. When people quit, they usually quit because of leaders. 100%. 100%, yes. Right, regardless if it was this or that, when somebody quits, we got to take that personally because usually it's one of us that caused that in some sort of nature. We, we look at it that way. People quit because of leaders. And one, one thing I can say, I mean, because obviously this these companies – I mean, we're going, getting close to coming up on a year here pretty soon for the PDR side. I know the roofing side's been open for three years, going up on three and a half years now. No, uh, yeah, that's, that's about right. It, I mean, it's fast going, but I mean, even out of all the people that have left, even if they did leave and it might not have been because of leadership things, the leadership team does sit down and they try to pinpoint certain things that they can grow. And so the next person or the next wave of people that can come in they can kind of pinpoint on those things right because you you might have lost a couple rock stars through the way but you want to make sure that the next wave that comes through you don't lose those people mm -hmm. and if you're continuously growing and challenging your own self even from a leadership standpoint i think you get to hone in on those and make sure that you can still keep those people down right yeah i think losing people from ancillary stuff you know that mom got sick or you know kids or right hey, this is tough or this there's that percentage in there but the ones who flat out quit most of them it's most of them there's a reason they did it the yeah. ones that come to you and go hey i got another job because you know i you know and in the end of it like i, I don't want to say that but like there maybe their drive wasn't there to do something that was involved in 1099 right yeah it takes yeah. a special person to do sales yeah hard to teach it's usually like, huh, yeah. that is usually born into people. Yeah. You can't take a guy that's never sold anything in his life and, and right out of the gate, him be the best sales guy. Okay. Well, yeah, because if you look at it as a 1099, right? So you go work for a company, but essentially your own boss. If you're a 1099, if you don't work, you don't get paid, right? So right. in this culture, in this world, in yes. this lifestyle, it's kind of different because everybody always wants to say, well, if I was the boss, I would do it this way. Well, mm -hmm. the 1099, you get to scratch that all off the board. Like, yes, you do have to answer to people and you do need to do things, go to meetings, but essentially as a 1099 employee, you're a contracted service, right? So you can work wherever you want to work, whenever you want to work. So everybody says that they want to be their own boss and they want to do their own thing. But when you got to go to work from eight to five, you always clocked in a couple minutes early at five o'clock, if you hated your job, you were there. The <laughs> yeah, left left a little one, early. Yeah, this that one was... you get to if you sleep until eleven and twelve to six is your 
time where you go grind, you go kill it, man. That's nobody's telling you any different. But at the end of the day, if you're not getting the results that you want to get, like you have to do that. Like I can tell you all the time in the world, like, hey, you need to go to work Monday through Friday. You need to be out this time on the right. weekends. You need to be out on this time. You might miss a birthday. You might miss a holiday. But at the end of the day, if the long goal is the long goal, right. you're going to have to sacrifice some of that stuff. At a real job, every other year you're scheduled for Christmas. Every other year you're scheduled for Thanksgiving. Uh, I came from the Wolffield, so I didn't really get to tell my schedule, right? So uh, did you really? I didn't know you don't this. Have to lead yeah. the horse to okay. water in a normal yeah. job. Here okay. we can lead you to the water, but we can't make you drink it. Somebody's yeah. gonna drink it. It just might not be you, right? It's one of those where everyone. It sounds great until you got to make your own schedule and you got to hold yourself accountable. Holding yourself accountable is one of the hardest things in life. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. It is the it, hardest. It is. It, it's so, <laughs> so, it is so hard. You're God like, oh, is. this won't be a big deal. I'll be my own boss. I'll make my own schedule, this and that. Sounds and then nice. You, everybody starts off with a wham, bam, like right oh, out of yeah. the gate. It's Friday, man. Oh, I don't want to go to work. Get a few, the boys get a few are commission out. checks in and sales. And next thing you know, they, you know, people tend to get, just kind of get more laxed. And, it's, and the, that's not what we're trying to breed here. We want the guys yeah. that nothing is ever enough. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. we have 30, 40 of them. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so uh, right now, of- I think we're between 75 and 100 between the full organization, the Damn. full piece of it. And it's not doing anything but growing, right? But you got, you got the Dallas market. You got Houston. You got the Austin, San Antonio. I mean, hey, we're out here in Midland. West Texas, right. baby. Just yeah. got our licensing <laughs> for Oklahoma now. So I mean I like how we're at a house with a pool. I know, right? Sorry. I just thought it was funny. West side people are cool, man. I like them. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> but no, it, I mean it's there's a lot of people and you know, there's just room for growth on every part of it because all we do want to do is keep growing and keep touching other people um one of the guys that so me and a guy named rob dilemma we used to work together at another company we kind of had it in our head like when we first started riding together because like that's one of the things is accountability you can like if you can find somebody to match your work ethic it goes a long way right and so when i first started we first started riding together it was hey one day like let's maybe let's maybe try some let's start our own thing let's do some stuff and like have the ability to change people's lives and i don't know i've known him for coming up on two years now yeah and i mean that's we're we're in that position right now and like i'm not gonna say his name actually (laughs) yeah his name's lewis man he he worked with me at a couple other places that i've been at since i've been in the dfw area he came on board. Shout out to Lewis. <laughs> yeah, shout out Lewis. Killer. Killer, um, but at the end of April, you know, he hit me up. He always, he's going to laugh at this, but he always has another phone number. So, like, every time he calls, I don't know who it is. And so, I, I literally have awesome. Lewis's name and, like, eight different phone numbers. I'm like, hey, man, can you just keep one number, bro? Like, please. <laughs> That's awesome. And so, at the end of April, he... He didn't call me. He didn't do anything. He looked up our shop. He drove to the shop. I was out in the field with the team. We were doing a team knock. Came into the shop, talked to the shop manager, and he was like, hey, is Zach here? And I was, obviously just said, no, he's out in the field. 
Well, he called me that night and he was like, Hey, I stopped by the shop. The shop had already let me know that he came by. <laughs> Say, Hey man, I really want to get back into the industry. Like I miss it. And like, I like the camaraderie that we did have. I like the sales bond. I like just being out with everybody. So he came on literally wanted to start driving customers cars back to him. And I was like, Hey, just start knocking in between. We'll go back through everything. So this past month, he led the team in sales. Oh my gosh. So this, this is his first full month back. I think he did 17 deals. Nice. He's going to make, I mean, I don't know, probably more than he's ever made in a single right, month. Right, right. A good upward. amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's a it's lot a, of money's in there. It's right. a good amount of money. And this is his first month back. And so today we had, a, or yesterday we had a meeting. We had our one-on-one -on -one for the month. And he was like, hey, I, I did all right last month, but this month I'm going to try to double that number. Woo! You see what I'm saying? There's there's people that nothing that most he'll ever make in one month so far, but that wasn't even close to enough for the dude. Yep. He's about to get a check that is pretty sizable, big. Yeah. yeah. But in his in the back of his brain, he goes, "I didn't do I didn't do enough." Dude, more if companies wanna, need to be off, like y'all. If you want man. an opportunity, or you want to know his check amount, and you're interested in working in this, yeah. give me a call. Three one eight. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we can make some things happen. But, so what is it? What is this one? No, say it again because I interrupt. Say it again. Yeah, 318-393-9106. Or you can call the office phone 469-423-5665. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that right there. Call yeah. them, bother them, and join we're the always team hiring. They're man. Awesome. This, we're, we're looking for good people. We have great people on the team, but there's more great people out there that we want to be able to. We, we just want people to be better people. So I challenge a team daily. It's not to be better than Chase or to be better than Lewis or to be better than Dustin. It's to be better than you were yesterday. That's the only thing I tell the sales team. Hey, here's the best part of this. He told you to call the number. There's no company you can call right now that you can sell roofs and rides. Roofs and rides. You can't. So just because you sell cars, say you go do someone's car, I got hit with hail. Uh -huh. You know, the whole experience goes great. You know, they get the rental out there. We get their car fixed. We, we completely clean and like take their car back to them 10 times better than it was before. Right. And then they go, well, my roof's messed up. Well, perfect. I'll take care of that for you as well. Oh my gosh. You can, I can honestly <laughs> tell you, I mean, you can look it up. There's not a roofing company that you can go roofs and rides all day. That's so guys genius, that are, actually, have man. the ability, which it goes both directions. Because say I'm selling a roof and I see a car that's blown up in the front yard. You, we were used to hearing in the roofing industry, no, we have everything. Our guys will fix your gutters, your screens, your siding, brick, you name it, we fix it from hell. And then they go, okay, well, who's going to do my car? You go, well, I don't, well, back in the day, it was, I don't know that answer. And then as a roofer, you don't want to refer a PDR company because if they end up doing a bad job and they get their car back, it reflects on you as the roofer. Then you lose okay, that. Okay, I see where you're you saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, you know, in roofing, it's all about referrals. And, and you know, anytime you do a really good job, you hope that anytime roofing comes up in any scenario, barbecue, friends, whatever, they go, no, no, you call Chase or you call Zach. Mm -hmm. These are your guys, mm -hmm. no matter what. Mm -hmm. And now we have the ability to refer them and we know they're not going to make us look bad. Right. Which in the end, a sales guy can come in and sell roofs and then send cars to them and also make sales on cars when he's not even a car. We call those guys, guys hybrids. 
<laughs> there's a name yes <laughs> so so, hit us awesome. up. so since we're on this roof right now yes please yeah there you go let's go <laughs> hit up some questions man so this is here i'll i'll walk you to the the center yes. of the home. Well, you guide me too as well, because I don't know. I'm an ignorant with all this stuff. Uh, so. You're supposed to do your research. Sir. I, I, I do. I do do my research, and I know a little bit of it, but not as much as you. So uh, so what is, okay, so first of all, those circles. What are those circles? Hey, well, why don't I, so why people don't know. I yeah. video me, and I'll go around and explain yep. kind of what damage is on this roof and what we're looking for in the roofing uh, There you stuff. go. There you go. So an insurance is going to come out. They're going to send adjusters. The adjuster's looking for a 10 by 10. That's 100 square feet. They need six to eight hail hits per 10 by 10 to consider a roof to be total. The reason they do that is because they don't want this to leak and occur more damage and more cost than this claim. So what you have right here, now we're going to zoom in on some of these. I'm going to put some pictures. These are not normal hail hits. So when you have a hail hit, it's about, I just did the, the circle, sorry. Uh, when you do, when you have a hail about this big, the hail is exact is probably twice the size of, of some of these. So come oh, come with me. Gosh. These are big hail hits. We're talking baseballs at this house. Holy some of the markings you see above is what we take, and it's the same way an insurance adjuster is going to mark this up. Front of house, hail is for H equals ten plus hits. So we found two to three more than what's normal so is that the, sorry is that the 10 plus is that like the threshold for like insurance companies the threshold is six to eight six to, okay we as roofers always go for 10 to 12 please okay. wear your right shoes as well we're gonna shout oh, that out awesome. hey cougar so balls. i already shot a video about this this is chase's industry standard <laughs> cougar, cougar sandals you have died that's <laughs> awesome for way too long <laughs> His, his claws just uh, cling onto the roof at this yeah. point. <laughs> He's got bear claws. That's what we call those. Those aren't yeah. claws. So the W stands for wind damage. On this house, there is no wind damage here. Then we go to accessories. So accessories, any type of metal on the roof, and then kind of follow me over. So this is a vent. This vent's an HVAC system. So this would be your AC stack that's inside your attic and how can you tell how can you tell that's an hvac because most people can't tell i wouldn't know so well there's two two ways this could be okay. a hot water heater as well okay so anytime that gas is running to anything and it's having to exhaust heat out of it you um, they will look like this gotcha okay okay in this house i've actually been inside so i know what's below this one right but this would be it could be a hot water heater okay it could be an uh, HVAC unit. It could be anything that's trying to exhaust heat out of that attic. And These that's right important. Here. Okay, sorry. I was going to ask how uh, you pointed it out. I was going to ask why that's important, but never mind. No, Keep no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So say your AC unit, it fires up and a bunch of heat is expelled from this. If that heat continues in the attic, it can build up car carbon dioxide. First off, plus it's excess heat in the house. Coming from a hot water heater, you got to realize a flame is naturally going, they pump gas, a bigger flame happens, carbon dioxide produced outside of that. If that oh. is vented in the house, people get carbon dioxide poisoning. Okay, got it, way. okay. So they need to come out the roof. Got it. Uh, the, <laughs> the next one here, this is what we can, this is what we call a pipe jack. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't know this, they just see these random PVCs coming out top of roofs. What this is doing is venting your plumbing, your mm -hmm. sewage, uh, drains from sinks. If this stuff is not vented outside, 
your house would smell like the things that are going into your sewage and your plumbing. Mm. Oh my God. Noted people. So if yeah. you're ever in a house or get in an attic and it smells a little weird, if you know what I'm saying, uh-huh. most likely they didn't vent one out of the house correctly. Okay. Okay. Uh, come follow here. This Dang, is one that's crazy. Yeah, so many details I never even noticed on the roof. So we got a lot more to show you here. Yeah, uh, please. This is something we don't normally see. I wanted to come down here. This is pieces of brick. Uh-huh. Brick. So hail was so big. This is what the brick should look like. Oh my god! The brick on this chimney, which means we have to completely remove all the layers of brick and re-brick this and come back and with with fresh brick on this house. When a flame happens, it's considered an act of God. So I want everyone to understand: like if you follow a claim for wind and hail, it's out of your control, my control, everyone's control. The term "act of God" is actually in the insurance paperwork. It does not affect your premiums at all to file a claim. Okay. When a ton of claims get filed in the area that will affect cl- your premiums, regardless if you file a roof or not, they have to make up for the cost they lose during uh, unfortunate events like this. Right, right. <laughs> Do you know so what we're going to so it's per So it's per region that kind of were the whole dilemma of my, 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 my uh-huh. insurance is going to go up if I claim it kind of thing. It's the whole. So for Texas, I think it's the best example. Remember Hurricane Harvey? Yes. Everybody's premiums went up. That's true. The reason everybody's premiums went up right after that is because they had to recoup the cost of the amount of claims that came in. It's just how business works. They got to make money just like we have to make money. Their job is to collect your premiums and pay out as small as possible during a claim Mm -hmm. uh, to get the work done. Our job is to come in there and make sure that they try to pay pay for everything that we're going to physically install. So if we install it and we have a picture, documentation, or code in the city attached to that, we're going to ask for them to pay for the stuff that we're putting on houses. We do it without getting paid on a lot of things. He's about to drop the mic, though. We're about to drop the mic. Okay. We are going to do all these things every time because we offer lifetime workmanship warranties on anything we touch. That involves his his cars, vehicles, everything. That is every roof that we touch. Lifetime workmanship warranty. So regardless if insurance pays for it or not, we are going to put the right stuff on this house or the cars. We will try to go on the back end, what's called a supplement, and try to get them to pay for it. I would say 80% to 70% probably get paid. The rest, we eat. We can't offer lifetime workmanship warranties on things that we have to go back and fix. Mm. That makes sense? It'd be yeah. like you buying yeah. a used tire from Walmart and then expecting them, if, if it goes flat, to go get you another one. Yeah, they, so yeah. if we don't put the best of the best and follow the manufacturer specs, we would be out there fixing stuff constantly. And most companies, would you say some companies kind of cut corners in that? Well, no, I, not. Hey, I don't. I, I will or, never throw shit at anybody else. Okay. Yes, there is a lot of companies out there that cut a lot of corners. Right. They come out. We call them stands and vans and chucks and trucks. Uh, they come out. They get that original scope. They see a dollar amount. They're like, I'll just do it but they don't account into all the stuff that it really takes to do it correctly. Mm. So the only way for them to do it to make money or be profitable is to cut corners. Mm, I see so what you're saying. Here in Midland's a great example. Okay. Most of these houses have two to three to five layers of felt on each house. What is so your, home only, your home is only rated for one. And the reason it felt on the house, it's your last protection of water to enter a home underneath your shingle. 
what they're doing is instead of paying their guys to remove this, because it does take a lot of labor to get all the nails out, all the felt, they just come and felt right over it. And they go to the homeowners and they go, Hey, well, one layer is great protection. We'll just add another one. So there's two layers. Let's go to five. Let's it's go to better. Let's go to five. It's better. But here's the real answer. Roofs still have water penetration and, and it happens a lot. We see it in Dallas a ton where when we take it down to the bare wood, we find rotten and water damaged decking. So if these roofers don't take it down to that level, they never see it. And they're just covering up a sore. It's like putting a Band-Aid over a Band-Aid, hoping that there's nothing there, right? Oh, my gosh. We take it all the way down. We replace any decking that's on the house that's messed up without us even getting paid from the insurance company. It's pretty standard practice for our company. We are going to take a lot of photos, and we are going to send it to them and hope that they pay for it. But when it comes out, you're talking 40, 50 bucks a sheet. You know, uh-huh. we just did a house in Dallas that ha- ended up having 40 something sheets worth of decking. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Plus you add labor to that. So add, add labor to get these guys to do this. We have no guarantee of us getting paid for that out of the gate. The best thing we can do is take photos, document it, it coming off, new stuff going on, the whole thing, and hope that they pay for it. And so, so, during, so during that, we do before... During and after we send that into the insurance company, the homeowners attached on all the emails that we're sending. So, and most of the time, whenever it's a situation like that, where we had to replace 40 sheets, we obviously brought the homeowner outside and we're like, Hey, here's what you have. Just letting you know, before we get started, we start replacement of this so you can see what's going on. So when you do see that email come across, it doesn't catch you by surprise that, okay, well, I had to put 40 extra sheets decking on my house. So why does that work so well? Cause you, I mean, I mean, the only thing I can think of is like, you're taking on the liability. Therefore it makes you push harder. So, well, no, no, not exactly. No? So here's the best part of this. In roofing, okay. I can't speak for cars, but in, I can definitely speak for roofing. So the programs we use to determine what something costs, I can't touch those numbers. Our company, our supplement company, no one can, t- can change those numbers. It's usually Xactimate. And there's a couple other ones that are used. Those those numbers are determined by area codes okay. and current product in that market. Okay. So if an insurance adjuster puts a line item in there, for instance, for felt, and we use the same address, that felt price is the exact same. Got it. Okay. Got it. We add extra stuff. It's not like we're adding extra money. We are just going in the system in the same area code and adding that item, and it is calculating the cost in that market. Oh my kind of gosh, mistake. that's so smart. They, actually. They, insurance companies are usually about a month, two, or three months behind the current market pricing. Okay. Okay. So what we try to do, we can update these, and then some. Sometimes they just get busy and don't get them updated. Right. So we end up, you know, the past year and a half, we've had seven to eight price increases on shingles. Yeah. A it's house just that like would gasoline, man. It, it it just keeps going up and up it and up and up. A house that was fifteen thousand dollars a year and a half ago to roof is about twenty five thousand dollars right now. Because God, not only are shingles more expensive, the felt is, the decking's more expensive, the vents are more expensive. We're we're struggling and this is due to us coming out of COVID and the production right. of these materials got pushed down. Right, right. The regulations of how many people can be there, right. how many people can work in that space. So right. we've had seven to nine price increases in over in less than in about a year and two months. Jesus. And Which y'all are eating that up. And that's a what you're lot like. of <laughs> smaller companies who don't have 
their own supplement company. We started our own. They don't have their own supplement company. They know what they're doing to get paid correctly. There's no way for those type of guys to make money. Oh my God. So people that go in there blindly without this. There wouldn't be any profit left over if they had to, if they're having to pay prices, they're used to a certain price and now they're paying 40, 50, 60, hundred dollars more square in some cases for depending on what shingle you're using. Oh my God. We buy enough shingles that we can, we have gone to manufacturers and stuff and made deals through to the distributors. It's still not a deal. Right. It's 40, more than it was two years ago. (laughs) But we're locked in a price to where, you know, we can go in there and and accordingly go after the insurance companies and try to stay where they're at in the price. Right. At least you have some sort of like standard of what it costs and stuff like that. And it's hard if you're not a big, if you're not a, and it kind of works in every industry. If you're not a bigger fish or becoming a bigger fish, unfortunately, you're going to get priced out in this current market. No kidding, huh? It's sad. Yeah. Because there's so many small companies that do roofing, you know, with two, three, four dudes. And they're good. They're amazing roofers. They're amazing people. They care just as much as we do. They do the same things we do. We're not the only right. people this. Right. No, I, but yeah. Those are, but those are the guys that are getting pushed out of the industry. Well, I've never really heard, I've because I've met some roofing people, and this is kind of where it was interesting to do the podcast with you guys, because I met some roofing people, but I never really heard of do, how y'all are doing it. Cause y'all are doing the whole thing. Y'all are doing the whole pie yep. and taking nothing kit, we like, can't cut or eat in that pie. Yeah. Not one thing we don't do in house. Yeah. I mean, we just became licensed in Oklahoma. So in the future, you'll probably see us in Oklahoma in the state. Shout of Shout Te- out OKC. <laughs> well, what's crazy is a lot of people know this in the state of Texas, there is no licensing to be a roofer. Oh, you can get a, okay. you can get a thing. It's called track, and you pay your four hundred dollars your fraternity fee is what we like to call it. A year isn't, isn't track the same as the realtor, the tra- the contract track contract. It's it's a little different. Okay, but you can pay four hundred bucks a year, and essentially they send you a sticker in the mail that says you're a licensed roofer. Nice, but there is no licensing. Okay, so when roofers come to your house and they're like, "I'm a licensed roofer in Texas," well, you're lying. You're full of SIA. I did not know that. That's good to know, actually. <laughs> but now we can say, you know, me, him, and the other, and, and Dustin were driving around, and Dustin was sitting there just thrilled because he's like, we're licensed. Oh How gosh. many other guys in Texas can say that? Maybe it's no. in Oklahoma, but we still went through the process, procedures, and everything to get a license in a state that we're not even roofing in right now. Right. That's pretty cool. But we will be. We will you, be. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool because – like y'all are growing in the way that you can't it'll allow you to do that it'll allow you to open to different markets i mean y'all are mostly texas right now is that what it is or is it mostly texas mostly texas right now yep okay okay and so i mean texas is a huge freaking state and it's basically its own country at some points but um yeah i mean it's shoot going to oklahoma would just open up the whole new market and more money more problems like they say you know (laughs) I mean, and the good thing is we got enough leadership in this that they we can deal with the problems, right? So yeah, yeah. as this continues to grow, you're going to find new people. You're going to have more people that develop into that leadership role where we'll just keep on going and keep growing. Okay. The idea from the roofing side to the car side, there's no, there's no stopping point, right? So we didn't have a goal of like, okay, let's open up two shops. Let's open up 
one place. You know, it's to just continuously grow on it. With no problems, there's no solutions. Yeah, that is true. There's yeah. no way to grow, right? That Brother, is true. Yeah. Plan, like, yeah. We need yeah. the problems because we want to figure out the solutions to be better than the next guy trying to do it. I a lot of guys that, will man. hit a problem and quit. We hit a problem and we figure the solution out and grow from it. I definitely saw that with the whole this uh, podcast trying to turn it on for like an hour. <laughs> I didn't give up. Ah, <laughs> if we were not giving up. <laughs> yeah, you were not, not giving up. up. If you're like, if you didn't go, hey, we can redo this tomorrow. We're like, we're on iPads, phones, we have laptops out. If anybody like, is still watching well, at this point, in this, we have gone through, this is what, like a week in the making we've been talking about this. this. We've mentioned it a couple times, probably over the last month. Yeah, something like that. We've, we've tested, we've logged in, we've reset computers, like we've reset iPads. Everything has Google Chrome now. Everything has Google Chrome now. So we're stuck. So it's, we're Chrome now. I guess, hey Google, let's 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 do something. <laughs> We're I at that gonna, point now. I was gonna, I was gonna say like, uh, you know, I was the one trying to like reschedule. Y'all were like, no, 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 let's keep going. I mean, I was oh, cool. getting like, it, man. We're, let's so do it, man. I the reason it. why I wanted to, I wanted to do this tonight because yeah. tomorrow we're leaving out. We're going back to Dallas for a couple of days, and we'll be back in the Midland to start of next week. But we've been down here two two and a half days, realistically, on the timing of this. So just call it three. We've gotten on about 40 plus homes. I think 24 people have already filed claims that we've previously done. Yeah. Coming back, I think we got another eight or nine scheduled to go over and do the claims process tomorrow. So this is a good spot to like kind of talk about what we've been doing. We've been out in the area yeah. helping out people. And then the next time that we come down here, we're going to be going to adjusters appointments where we're meeting with the insurance companies, talking over some of the stuff that we've been talking about, going over the scope of works with the homeowners, and kind of just going through, walking them through the process of the next step of getting their roof replaced. And okay. introducing ourselves to all the neighbors. Yeah. I mean, it's sales. Win, everything. And that's the best part. That's, that's, that's the best part. You get to meet a bunch of people. We get to meet a bunch of people. And it's all, I mean, I took this from the restaurant business. Roofing is about hospitality. It is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A thousand people can roof your house. Like we're just floating, though. It kind of does look like we're floating. Here, let's I love let's, it. Oh, let's, let's do it. Down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> A thousand people can roof a house, but it's it's all the extra little small things that make us what we are. You know, I see that man taking care of you know bringing stuff to build his gifts. You know, they got a dog that needs to come out a lot. Maybe we go walk that dog or bring him some treats or a bone to chew on during the day. It's all those little small things that I I feel like they seem so small, but they're so big. And I feel like that's what takes us to another level is it's the attention to detail mm. and. Sales, you're not selling an object or a item. You're selling yourself. Yeah. People buy from you. Right. Yeah. A thousand people have your product. A hundred percent. When you make a sale, they're buying it because of you yeah. as a person. You did something different than the last guy. We're not the only people that are out here in Midland. Yeah. We've drove past a million roofers, a million PDR people. And there's a reason people want to continue talks with us, right? Mm -hmm. So, and that's, I mean, that's the sales world, right? You have to stand out at some point and we just, everybody we meet, we talk to them just like we're talking with you. I mean, we're on a customer's house now for probably like 45 minutes videoing with laptops. I know. That's what I'm saying. All sorts of stuff. So clearly this person trusted us enough. Right. We told them what was going on. They said, yeah, y'all been great. Do whatever you need to do. 
stand in my neighborhood and film on my house. I was shocked because I thought Zach meant that they were going to, y'all were going to do the roof. And then afterwards, y'all were going to like talk about it, but y'all are literally on it. No, we not only <laughs> like, letting us on the roof. We also were sitting in their backyard trying to get on through their table, trying to get onto our laptops and everything. And they, that's the whole awesome, man. It it's just a good relationship. It's, it's about building their, that relationship the, and trust. The cool part is so. What I don't I don't know what you have going on Monday, but I'll be down at the shop. We'll be able to do another episode where we can show you and go through the details of the PDR. Sure, yeah. But here, maybe two, three weeks from now, depending on how long insurance takes, we'll get to do another segment of this episode, like an extension of it. Yeah, yeah. Go through everything that we're telling you about right now, where we're ripping down all the way to the decking where you can see it. Heck yeah. We'll get to do a live feed of that, and I'm. I don't know how many people I, have done that. I don't, well, I don't know any. <laughs> I mean, so we'll get to see a live feed of a build going on at this house. So, Dude, see, that'd be so cool. The, you see the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be the same one. A couple weeks, we'll be building it, and you'll get to see all that, and you can put that out as well. Oh, so you're saying on that same house. On this same the exact house. roof we're on, we can shoot this again on the same Let's roof. Do Why it. is there a Part two. Roof Watch all two. the protection of their flowers, <laughs> their plants, what we do in that process, the way we talk to homeowners. I think we've created a really good enough relationship with them to where I think we could get them on the yeah. video. And let them tell honestly, I, I, I don't think I have a, there would be an issue with that. We'll get them on there to explain why they let us up here, yeah. why they chose us and what Behind we're all from an actual like customer's experience. Heck yeah. Well, that, one along with a customer real time as we're building the roof. That'd be sick. Maybe bro. we can talk that'd about be sick. That is more than that. That is more than this. I'm, this is already awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this is already awesome, dude. And yeah, man, so next I, week we gotta make sure Monday try to free up your schedule a little bit. We'll do yeah. the same thing, kind of go through some show and tells of okay. the PDR process. I'll okay. introduce you to some of the techs. Okay. The shop manager, the logistics manager that I was talking about earlier, the guys that are kind of doing all the groundwork and the legwork for the company so it'll be a cool different side to see so you can see both parts of the company i would love so we that, might man. have to do a whole result series on your podcast man hey I, hey i'm in brother i am in i'm into supporting businesses and especially the good ones like y'all because it's so tough to find especially nowadays because there's so i mean there's good ones out there but Man, everyone that you meet, sometimes it's just like, are, are they scamming me? Are they doing the right thing? Are they people are worried, man? People are worried right now. People are worried. Well, we, you got to understand that's the situations we have to go into because a lot of people have been taken advantage of. You know, someone knows this house 10, yes. 15 years. So a lot of these situations we have to go into and backtrack off of somebody else's Actually, issue. Yeah. And now they, 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 they that we like. Yeah. That you like. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's so it's. <laughs> Y'all are pumping me up. But not, yeah, so the, the, it's the, a game. No, it's I a game. It, man. It's literally a game. That's so the cool. coolest part to me is that, like, we've had tons of customers over the past eight, nine months that I've dealt with personally from the car and roof side that their previous experience with someone was terrible. Maybe they kept their car for like a month. They told them seven days, or maybe they said they were going to do their house correctly, and then you get back up on it, and there's two or three layers of felt. So being able to get up there tell them at the door because again it's a complete stranger you've done door-to-door -door knocking you're talking to people that have been through the worst experience dealing with contractors anybody else that's coming and knocking their door and we kind of get to change that face and that narrative for the door-to-door -door people and this is like 
for all PDR companies or all roofing companies, just to be able to say like, Hey, you know, I, I kind of changed their mind about door knockers. Cause you never know, man, there might be a long guy that's doing the right thing yeah. that's coming down and knocking the door next. And if we do a bad job, as far as explaining the process and not delivering, I mean, that might be an 18, 19 year old kid. That's he could turn into the next lawn care company that takes over the United States. But just because he got let down in a neighborhood, maybe he stops doing it. Yeah. See, door knocking is one of those things where you got to in the sales game until you can build up enough referrals. That that is your bread and butter. So you're knocking on someone's door who's not expecting you. We're also in an industry where a lot of shady stuff goes down. Pardon my language. A lot of shady shit no, goes no, it down. Does. No, no. Yeah, yeah. So on, on top of us knocking someone's door who is not expecting us to be there at all, we're a stranger at the door. We also are, are trying to pitch something that we know is great and we know we can help them. But all they think about is all the shady stuff they hear in the news, their uh, friends they're, and this. They're so trying to sell they're, me. They, we're they're, four or five steps gonna... behind <laughs> yeah. every sale at the door. Right? It's a guard up. Already. It, it's it's it the guard's always up it's who can break that guard down and end up in their house hanging out with them let me ask you this now that you're on that because i love talking sales man i uh, how do you break what is the best way to break that wall down and i i don't know if you're gonna say the same thing as Being uh, different. my my thing is i'm and he might be different than me everybody's kind of pitched their their difference is very different at the door i'm not a i'm not a typical salesperson if you want to put that in quotations i don't i'm not going to go up to you and say obviously i believe in the brand i do all that stuff i it's part of my company right so but i genuinely try to connect and have a decent conversation like i i give them yeah. facts I inform them on everything that's going on i let them know the process and then my delivery after that is to make sure that if i told you seven steps that myself and the company hits all those seven steps if it's nine steps because you're every claim's different every person's different every home car it's different steps but if i tell you five i'm gonna make sure that we hit all five we update you on all five we do all those things right because yeah. if not you're just like the other person that right. screwed them over the last time too oh right. he promised me the world and he under delivered and, and used a bunch of shady sales tactics yep yeah. you know they probably saw on youtube or some shit to get this yeah. dude out of house and get him involved in something for me God. it's kind of with him it's commonalities i have something in common with my two-year-old i also have something in common with an 86 year old lady it's mm. finding those things and making someone comfortable that you're there right okay okay there's and, and it works for me it's not like oh you have great pushes or hey i love the texas, <laughs> I love the texas tech flag outside your house or hey i thought is this yard of the month yeah. She's like, well, I no. boat outside. I that, bet you like that. Yeah. Isn't it? It's, uh, it's, that's it. That's by the way. you said it, and that was actually part of my pitch. Whenever we did, like, oh, you have a great lawn, by the way. Can I put a sign on <laughs> yeah, the yard? Yeah. <laughs> it, it is hot, but that's it's so really weird. Good sales guys don't have yeah. to do that. They, they sit there and open up a conversation. They get someone to take their shoulders and drop them, and get get more comfortable and work through it in a very casual way. Casual, right? Casual. Hey, I don't want to just roof your house. I want your. I want, I want every time you're having a kid's birthday, I want to be invited yeah. to it. If you're throwing yeah. a backyard party, I want you to go. Hey, we're calling the roofer. He's and coming you, over. And you like mean it. Here. And you mean it. And really mean it. Yeah. Hey, let's 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 do like a five second pause. No, you get good, off you the good. roof. And go sit in the car. We can turn the lights on so we can finish up this one real quick. No, you're good. You're good. Like five seconds. Okay. 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 Let's
So yeah, man, we just uh huh. We're back. We're back. <laughs> no man, that so we got to see an inspection of a roof. We got to learn about you know all the ins and outs of basically what most roofing companies do. What makes y'all freaking different, and what makes y'all awesome? What makes y'all a good uh you know culture as a company, man? And what makes good sales tactics, bro? Is is there something that you know people that are just new to this, you know, new to door knocking, new to sales? new to joining even your organization what is something like the piece of advice that you would give them to uh, you know would give to them so that they do do good make uh, my biggest thing and then i always challenge myself as for any new person that comes on board or anybody that you know you, you have to every, like we have a dream right so the, the long-term dream is to keep growing keep doing all these things but i can't i can't come to you and just be like hey do you want to make money or Hey, do you want to knock doors? Like I, I somehow have to transition my dream into being a part of yours. Right. So um, we do a lot of one-on-ones where we get to really engage with somebody on a one-on-one level. And like, if I was talking to you in a one-on-one setting, I'd ask you like, Hey Leo, like what, what's your next step of this? Like, what are you working for? Like, what's the reason behind you being a madman at the door and you're knocking, you know, 16 hours a day. What, what are you doing it for? Are you just doing it? Cause if you're chasing a dollar, man, at the end of the day, you're never really going to catch that dollar. You can make tons and tons of money in this industry, but if you're chasing a dollar at the end of that, at some point, you're never going to catch the one thing that you want to catch. Right. right. So there's got to be some reason behind, right. like for me, obviously, you know me on a different level, but like it's for my wife, and my kid, right. hopefully, hopefully we get to keep having kids and stuff like that. But like, for me, I always want my wife, and my kid, and I, I didn't grow up in a bad place. I didn't grow up where I was struggling. You know, if I, if I needed something, I got it. I didn't really have to want for a lot, but I I still spend most of my days knocking doors and I'm like, I'm grinding at it because I want to be more right. So nothing different than I challenge everybody on our team and that our leadership challenge us and inside of internal meetings is to be a better person than you were yesterday, but there's got to be something that you're going after. And that would be, and that would be your why, like why you're doing it is like, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Man, I love that, bro. Cause I, and, and do y'all like talk about your whys a lot? Like, at yeah, work so, and- so we got some of the guys on our team right now that, and, and girls that are on our team that there's a couple that want to get into the real estate game. Okay. Well, if you went and had a nine to five, how long would you have to work on a set salary to, cause you're going to know your hourly spot, right. Or you're going to be on a salary position. How much are you going to have to work? How much overtime are you going to have to have? How many birthdays, vacations, holidays you're going to have to miss to make sure that you hit that goal? Well, here it's all based on like what you do, right? So if I know every 12 doors that I hit, I get a deal and I know what X amount of money equals per deal that I can average out, right? Mm -hmm. I know for me to hit my goals, I need to hit at least 40, 40 doors a day to be at the point where I want to be at at the end of the year. And so we got guys that want to get into real estate. And that's kind of one of the things that I challenge them on is like, if you did this, how many months would it take you to put your first down payment on a house Mm -hmm. that you want to turn into a rental property? Mm -hmm. The Dallas market's ridiculous right now. We're totally. (laughs) Yeah. So if you want to buy a house in Dallas right now, the the average house, I would, I'm not, I'm not perfect on that, but it's a lot. The average house is probably like 300 to 350 right now. Probably, probably. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to put a down payment on that, I mean, you're probably looking anywhere between 20 and 50,000 because Mm -hmm. of the other buyers that they can put that money down. When it used to be like the average was like 200 or something like that. 
yeah it's gone so up it's crazy everything's gone up and so I, I get to challenge people and say you know how long would it take you to make basically an extra thirty thousand on what you're doing and everybody it, it's a numbers game so if you know everybody's number like you can actually like break it down for them at the end of the day like we were saying on the roof you can lead a horse to water but you can't make them drink you can tell somebody exactly what they need to do, how they need to do it, when they need to do it. But at the end of the day, if you don't have your reason, don't do it for the company. Don't do it for me. Don't do it for Chase, Dustin, the other owners. Like, don't do it for those people. Like, do it for yourself. And mm. that's kind of like what we try to lead on. Yeah. And I, it, I mean, it's been good so far. Like, it, it's worked. It's helped people stay motivated because you got to have something that you're doing it for. You can't just be chasing a dollar. You know, I, I had a huge struggle with that because um, I, I was always like blaming my leaders when in reality it was up to me at the end of the day, like growing up, you know. So, yep. yeah, it's I get it, bro. I get it. It's it, you got. So you're cultivating, you know, you're I mean, you're what you're cultivating is a culture of, uh, you know, go for more kind of like what Chase was saying. Go for more and you're keep your going. Own, you're your own business inside of a business. Yeah. As a 1099 employee, you're your own business inside of a business. So essentially, it's you're, you're going to the business. You're requesting a loan for X amount of dollars to profit you X amount of dollars when you turn that money in. So if you go request 10K and you turn that 10K into 15K, you turn that 10K in, you get the five. Like So right. it's right. it's one right. of those things where if you if you really broke it down and you looked at it, every business that a 1099 employee works for, all you're doing is going to that company requesting a loan to cover the cost of a build, cover the cost of repairing a car, if you, whatever industry, if you're in solar, you're requesting an amount to go put on that stuff, right? So, and at the end of that, once you turn that money back in, it's called profit mm -hmm. or interest if you were looking at it as yeah. your investment. Right, right. Like you get a percentage of that interest whenever you right. turn that money back in. So right. you're your own boss. And then every company that you're working for is just like if you went and got a loan for a house. Mm -hmm. it's, it's essentially, if you really broke it down, there's no difference of it. I've never thought about it like that. That is actually. And I, I think a lot of people don't look at it that way. And it's kind of once you look at it that way, everything else kind of like seems a little bit easier. Like, at least it did for me. No, I mean, shoot, you kind of laid a ball, light bulb in my head. Like, I've never heard yeah. it explained like that. Go yeah. to a place and go get a loan. Yeah, you go get a loan for X amount. You do a job. If there's profit and interest, if you if you put into the right thing and you're going to collect your portion of it back. Right. Now, if you bet on the wrong stock. Right, right. Maybe you well, took fuck. a job that you really weren't ready for. <laughs> That's right. So... I was going to ask you, we bonded. So well, the last thing I'll ask you, and this is actually the first thing that we bonded on when I met you, Grant Cardone, brother. Yes. So I, I love this guy. I've been following this guy. I have his book. I've read his books. What got you, like, what, what is so appealing about, like, the 10X movement, this whole thing that he does, man, for you, for so, me, for everybody? Honestly, over the past, I don't know, probably six to seven months, like, I, it's not that I don't. 100% believe in everything that he's saying. I get you. you I get you. You kind of you get to twist it into your own like lifestyle, right? So yes, there's no when people say like work life balance, like it's really hard to look at it as because like sometimes I'm kind of being vulnerable here, and my Not wife either. can attest to it. <laughs> like there's days where you're out for 14 hours. Like my wife gets mad at me. It's, I mean, we're humans, right? Like right, she wants right, to spend yeah. time with me. I want to spend time with same her. Same here, bro. Same here. Yeah. I want to see my son. What it's, 
it's nine o'clock right now. We're still we're we're still doing this stuff, right? We're so working. Text me a couple <laughs> times, like, hey, are you still doing this? What are you doing? But like, oh. at the end of the day, like the ten x part that I really can kind of gravitate towards is that what whatever you're doing, if you want to magnify in that or be really great in that, and for us, it's sales and it's it's communication, it's studying, like not not psychologically studying in a sense stuff, but, in a sense yeah, in a sense you, psychologically you different aspects to, trying to get good at it yeah. yeah so like if you wanted to be a professional basketball player you're gonna have to put a lot of shots up you're gonna have to do a lot of drills you're gonna have to get your dribbles down well in this man you have to go put yourself in positions that's uncomfortable if you don't like speaking in front of people maybe you go speak in front of a bunch of people you go knock a bunch of doors get told no and i think that's the biggest point from what he says is like if i only went and knocked one door a day now i might get a first not close it happens but most of sales that get executed are from the seventh to twelfth touch yeah yeah so if you if you hit one door a day and you hit a different door every day like it's probably going to be really hard to be super successful you can have the best mouthpiece in the world but at the end of that you could have the best product best mouthpiece but Oh, that brother, trust me, I've tried it. Yeah. 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 So they, they might have a bad day. You don't know if they just got in an argument with their wife because they didn't come home from work. Right. Early enough. Right. Like right. you're going to have those situations. But if you go hit 50 doors in a day, your odds are going to go up. And That's so I do saying. believe in there's a you maximize your volume output. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can't lose touch of like a personal relationship. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So I whether I that. hit 10, 10 houses in a day or if I go to an event, one of them. I treat every one of them the same and I try to do as many of them as I can. And then if I have a contact or communication with that person, I, I make it like a genuine thing and mm-hmm. I make sure to follow up with that individual. Mm-hmm. It's not, not every person's going to, I mean, we've talked about entrance a million times, Yeah. but yeah. It, it it's never happened the first time we've talked about it. Right. So right, it's right, right. kind of one of those things you keep talking about, it, you keep doing it, you keep working out that stuff. And over time, every day you're going to end up running into that first knock. And then every day you're still going to run into those houses that you've talked to uh-huh. seven, eight, nine, ten times. So I, I do believe in that portion of it. Okay. For me. Yeah. It's, it was like that actually the same experience as you actually, because I was, uh, I started noticing that there was conflicting stuff between what he said. Uh, and are you still there? Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. You were like, I thought you were I'm frozen. frozen. <laughs> no, okay, I, I said right. there was, <laughs> There was conflicting stuff uh, between like what I liked and what stuff that he said. So I was like, because I've been to his seminars and I read his books and everything, but I've done what you've done, which is more of taking it, like making it more of like, okay, what do I think of it? Like, because uh, he's, you know, definitely way more bigger energy than I don't know who's, uh, you know, son, but um yeah it's been more of like that for me for sales it's been and this is actually came out of that this is was kind of like what i told you at the beginning getting away from uh sales like and the whole what you know what is that game and or what is he going to say and you know rebuttals and all that stuff so yeah it's it's for me too i've had the same experience with with the guy yeah with uh, with the whole tennis i I wanted to bring it up because that's how we bonded at the beginning so yeah so (laughs) most most people that and i mean i can just say it just from our the only people that have been mentors like in my life like i only have a couple of them mm-hmm. so but those people they never like sold me on anything right they just said hey come follow me come do this with me so it wasn't like hey 
look, I got it all figured out. Just buy my book. I got it all figured out. <laughs> go to my webinar. Right. So right. like come to my seminar, we're going to do all this stuff, but pay for a ticket. Right. Cause I got it figured out. You need to pay this. So right. all the people that have really taught me a lot in my life, as far as this goes and not just sales, but like being a better person, being a better father, being a better husband, being a better dad, like everything that you can think of being a better son, like you can do all that stuff, but nobody like said, you got to pay for this. Mm-hmm. They just come on. Like, let's, let's go do it right now. This is, and Dustin, shout That's out Dustin. Of, yeah. he, he says it a lot, but he doesn't, he says like grab onto my belt loop and let's go. Mm-hmm. But, like That's come, awesome, come see it in real time. Like you shouldn't switch up. Like if you came out to the field with me, I shouldn't say like, Oh, well I usually do this, but for today i didn't know do what you usually do and show people like it's okay to be told no it's okay to yeah. fail on yeah. stuff as long as you're learning from it right. so right. like and that's the biggest point that i would say from the 10x thing to like where i can look at it in real terms is that yes you got to put more effort in the more ma- if you maximize your volume of stuff typically you're going to have a higher success rate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a numbers wealthy, game. It is a numbers game. Like yeah, yeah, the super wealthy, super profitable, super rich people in the world. Every every once in a while, somebody wins the lottery and keeps that money. Yeah. Every once, I don't know how many lottery winners that are out there that are still multi-millionaires. Very few, very but, small yeah, percentage. It's a, it's a small <laughs> percentage. But the people that you see, like they took a lot of risks. They've done a lot of things. They failed so many times. But they didn't take the failure and like stop. They took it and they learned with it. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like I, I try to look at it that way. Is yeah. Every time I get told no, or every time somebody says ah, not right now, like figure out something where you can learn from it. And everybody can't be like closed that day. People can say, oh, I can close anybody. No, you can't. You can say yeah. that. You can sell that. Yeah. <laughs> you can do whatever you want to do. You can talk down on people. Whatever you need to do to make yourself feel better. But right. at the end of the day, people are people. If they don't want to do something, they're not going to do it. Simple. Yeah, that's true. Damn, dude, bro. Yeah, I, part, I, part two Monday, bro. Monday, <laughs> we have to do this again in my shop. We gotta yes. go through the text working. We gotta do all this again because this this is. I'm down. Day. I'm down. I'm down. Like just kind of getting to know everybody. The roofing segment, but I definitely want to get us on and do another one. Keep this rolling. We. Got, I'm in. I'm in, bro. I'm in. It'll be pretty cool because I, I can get to introduce you to. So we have obviously roofing PDR. We have our own supplement company that deals with the roof on the back end of stuff and on the front end now because most insurance companies are buying that. Right. We have a media company. We have a production company. Like there, what? there's a bunch. Of, yeah, we got a bunch of cool stuff going. So all right, I yeah, can let's do it. Sit down with those guys, and you know we can all kind of just pick the round table and go with it. Dude, I'm in. I'm in. And if so we part can, one if of we, like maybe a hundred, let's do it. I'm in, bro. This episode one. The only thing I would have is let's do it on the Zencaster so I could do it in like and like the yes. whole production and everything. And yeah, this yeah. is by the way, this was really good. And I love this, bro. Is I was gonna ask you that one last thing. Is there anything you would have wished I would have asked you? <laughs> Man, I don't know. Not, I mean, I, I'm sure we'll be able to pick apart this when we look yeah. through it and stuff. Let's but do it. okay, okay. Honestly, not I mean, not really. I think you hit everything as far as what we had going on on the roofs and what we've been doing out here. Um I'm interested. I am I'm definitely interested in the in in learning more about what you guys do. And this would be a cool like I'm gonna do like a like the Spotify thing with say PDR if that's okay. Like it'll have yeah, like yeah. a little like Zach or like little braces PDR. 
yeah, company yeah. or something like that, you know, just to kind of like promote and stuff like that, just so people know that that's segment is for that. But anyways, bro, I'm not, I'm going to stop asking you, dude. Thank you so oh, much for being bro. here, bro. It, dude, this has literally been so fun. Like, so we're doing yeah, you no. from me and like sales and all this stuff. So thanks so you much, bro. On the late podcast, brother. Thanks so much. Yes, I'm going to stop it.